If you want a great conversation with a Philadelphia sports figure you should know more about, listen to One on One with Matt Leon on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. There's a growing trend in the corporate world. Companies are starting to hire people whose sole purpose is to do things that look out for the well-being of employees and to try to make them happy. So what I decided to do this morning was take a very informal straw poll. I went to the Melrose Park train station, my train station this morning, and I wanted to get a sense from people going into work today what they thought of this type of thing, their happiness at work, and the idea of having someone in the workforce looking out for their happiness. In terms of looking after the well-being and the holistic fulfillment of their employees, I think it's 50 years overdue. It's something that's already happening in other places like Europe and, and, and other parts of the world. It's something that should be taking place here. I think in general, feeling more appreciated, working and, and having someone say, thank you, job well done. And I think that employers could take heed to the ideal that everyone is there to do a good job. Yeah, when you appreciate it, you go to extra nine yards for them. But if not, nah, you're kind of slack in your work. Just want to get through the day, get the eight hours, get your pay and get out of there. If people really want to have that work family that they talk about, there needs to be that sort of care for people as people and not just robots to come in and do their job. I think there's a lot of companies, mine included, that are being very mindful of people's happiness. It's been a trying two years. People's happiness is, is really being challenged right now. So at the workplace, I think a chief happiness officer or whatever you want to call it makes a lot of sense. We've heard of CEOs and CFOs. Now we talk about the CHO, the chief happiness officer. I'm Jay Scott Smith. I'm Brian Seltzer. I'm Sabrina Boyd-Circa. And today, KYW News Radio's John McDevitt is going to join us to tell us more about the chief happiness officers and whether they serve an actual purpose or is all of this just a corporate fad. He joins us right now. John, good to talk to you today. Hi, Jay. So, John, where can you find a chief happiness officer? So, it's a thing, actually. I uh, heard about it and I I was uh, poking around and it's actually a thing, mostly in uh, major corporations. You know, we heard of CFOs, we know what CEOs do, but what does a CHO, a chief happiness officer, do? And uh, it seems to be pretty vague. My take is that it has a lot, lot to do with human resources. It is more of an effort to make the company more aware of and appreciate the worker and have them feel that they are appreciated. Because, you know, it's obvious that if people are happy where they work, they, they could be more productive. And that's the goal, it seems, uh, of a chief happiness officer. John, take us to Presto Tape in Ben Salem. What does Robin McCluskey do there? Yeah, so Robin McCluskey is a care team coordinator. Now, she does do tasks that the, I wanted to say traditional, uh, chief happiness officers do, but uh, chief happiness officers, uh, the position isn't all that uh, old. It's it's trendy. So a care team coordinator is uh, somebody that shows appreciation, uh, leads appreciation, leads efforts to make the employee feel comfortable and wanted, but also the at Presto Tape, 
what they do is they want to care for the entire individual, mind, body, and soul. We have season tickets to the Eagles game, so we can take turns going to the Eagles games for free. And you can take the Presto car if you want. <laughs> we have something called Free Lunch Friday. Every Friday, the night shift gets dinner every Thursday night at 9 o'clock, and the day shift gets free lunch every Friday at noon. We do sports pools that we do not put money into. It's just money from the president, and you know, you know, they do all these brackets and stuff. Wow. And So we did March Madness. We did the Super Bowl. We did NASCAR. Nice. Yeah. That's really cool. <laughs> wow. So those are just... Oh, and then also, I'm sorry, the weekly chaplaincy support. We have a husband and wife that come in every Tuesday for the day shift. So if you need counseling, you can sit with one of these counselors for half an hour once a week for free and get free counseling. And then we have a local pastor that comes in on Tuesday nights for the night shift for counseling and emotional support and all of that. So those are just a few of our employee resources. They believe that, you know, you can create happy moments uh, with giveaways and, and things like that. But if you address issues or, you know, things that your employee is going through and, and, and follow them and care for them, the whole being, that's what they're after. So, John, why did Presto Tape think it was really important to create this decision? Who are some of the people you talked to and, and what did they say about the purpose behind creating the position? Yeah, so the president of Presto, Rich Spini, he... Uh, is a Christian. He uh, is uh, very much into ministry, and he wanted to convey that and offer that to his workers. The whole vision of the company revolves around people. The reason I got back into business was because I wanted to do something impactful. I wanted to be a positive influence on people. I really didn't want to be in business. That was my last choice. But after doing the full gamut of being a missionary or being a social worker or starting a 501c3, I really just circled back to I'm in my element when I'm in business and around people in business. So I figured if I get back in business, then I can use the business to be an impact on people's lives. So that's what motivates us to work hard, because if we don't work hard and don't generate profit, then we can't generate the funds to help the people. So when we do that, then we can put an emphasis on the people. And then even from a business standpoint, it ends up being a good business model because when the people are happy and cared for, they end up doing a better job. So it's a, it's a vicious circle in a good way. Also, I met Tawan. He's a machine operator there and loves his job and loves the company. They care more on how your day going, how your, day, how your week can go, how you feel, what's good for you, what can help you more in the job. And if, you ain't going, if it ain't going right for you, they'll, they'll tighten it up for you and make it right for you. Do you feel like you're a family? To me, this, this is family. This is my family. I've been here almost three years now. But when I came here, I came from a temp service. Came from a temp service, wasn't making no money or none of that. As long as you work hard, you pay. And they appreciate the work. He says that uh, the company and, and, and everyone there has really given him another opportunity to prove himself and create his own type of uh, uh, position and, and also purpose, uh, giving him a, a sense of purpose uh, in his life. The concept of a chief happiness officer sounds all good, but, well, they actually serve a functional purpose. We'll get a look at that coming up next. I'm Jay. 
I'm Brian. I'm Sabrina. And we're talking with KYW News Radio's John McDevitt about the trend companies such as Presto Tape and Ben Salem have of hiring people to be called chief happiness officers. So, John, just from Presto's perspective, this all sounds really great, but let's hear from Dr. Ravi Kudasia. He's an assistant professor of human resource management at Temple University. What a chief happiness officer's responsibilities entail aren't all that clear. And so there's a lot of latitude around what can actually get done here. We know what a, a chief financial officer is supposed to do, but we don't know the, na- the same for a chief happiness officer. So on some level, you know, there is kind of this danger of basically just taking an HR director type position and applying a, a new fancier sounding title without really changing all that much or doing all that much that's kind of different. So it sounds like not everyone is convinced that these types of roles are worth it. Is that what I'm getting from this? It's interesting because what he says is what Presto Tape is actually saying, that the president, Rich Spini, he's saying he was in quasi-insulted, I believe was his wording, uh, of the of the term uh, chief happiness officer. That's not the title. At the end of the day, it does create a lot of happiness, but the care team director is the title and really a more appropriate title. We care for people. I think other companies are doing it strictly for business purposes. Yeah. They're strictly thinking that, hey, if I have happy employees, then my company's going to do well. And maybe this sounds holier than now, but that's not really the motivation. The motivation really is to care and impact people, not make them happy so they work hard today. A big difference, I think. They seem to be going hand in hand of what the Temple professor is saying, that these moments of free tickets and 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 free lunches and things like that uh create a happy moment but is it really addressing the issue of a person to actually make them happy and what are those issues uh that they are facing it's kind of like you know giving people free dinner or free pizza when they work extra late hours you know it doesn't really address the uh, bottom line of the problem of being overworked but it sounds like there's sort of a balance between the two john What's the happy medium here? How can companies use a position like this and get it right so that the employees are really become happy and are not just having happy moments, like you said? I, I see what you did there in the beginning. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that, 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 for them to be fully happy, I think basically it's listening. I, I think suggestion box, if they actually get opened and are read, I think that is the way to go if, 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 if somebody doesn't feel comfortable with going in and actually finding the person that is in charge to make a difference, hearing them for what, what they have to say. And I think, you know, that's just basics. If you really look at it, we, a simple thank you goes a long, long, long way. And how do you say thank you? How do you show your appreciation for your workers? And then if there is a worker going through a tough time, you know, do you just shut the door on them because they might be late for work or they might be, you know, not uh, up to par or, you know, kind of slacking in their work? Do you shut the door on them? I would say to get it out there, tell human resources, tell your happiness director, tell your, your care person, whomever it may take to actually say what's bothering you, communicate, simple appreciation, hello and thank you. He's the key to happiness. (laughs) Well, John, you know, we greatly appreciate the work that you do for us here. And thank you so much again for coming on with us to to check out John's story about (laughs) chief happiness officers. Be sure to check out the link 
in our show notes. Again, this is KYW's John McDevitt. Thank you so much for coming on with us today. Happy to do it. Yeah, this is a really fun story to dissect, guys, because I do think one question you could ask is, are we talking about a chief happiness officer or a chief employee appreciation officer? Because John brought up that point, is the key to happiness feeling appreciated at the workplace? And I'm also wondering, is it the responsibility of who you work for to make sure that you're happy and feeling good 24 hours a day or just the time that you're actually clocking in and punching out and that you're in whatever way, shape or form getting the most holistic fulfillment out of that experience as you can. I think I've always kind of just felt like if you want your business to run well, whatever that business is, whether you're working in a department store or you're running a radio station or a newspaper or, or an auto body shop, you want the people who do the work for you to actually enjoy being there. Because as I've learned, when people like where they are, things just seem to flow better. Yeah, I don't think anyone can make someone else happy 24-7. There's a lot of work that you have to do in your own life to make yourself happy, but there's a major connection there. You know, we spend so much time at our jobs. It becomes such a part of our identity that some of what makes people unhappy the most comes from work. It's all about stress and burnout and or just lack of fulfillment and motivation. And if you can address a lot of those things in the workplace, I think that affects the rest of your life. Also, I would be curious, you know, they talk about the HR component of all of this. A lot of what would make employees happier, let's just say it, is making more money, better benefits. You know, there are only so many appreciation, tokens of appreciation that you can give someone before they're like, okay, let's see those tokens of appreciation in my bank account, please. Well, that is it for this Tuesday. And yes, it is Tuesday. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Jay Scott Smith. I'm Brian Seltzer. I'm Sabrina Boyd-Circa. And we'll be back tomorrow to help you get over the hump on your Wednesday. Have a good one. 